Hello, and welcome to That Tech Pod, where we discuss all things e-discovery, data privacy, cybersecurity, and tech innovation. I'm Kevin Albert, and I feel like I have a decent knowledge of tech. And I'm Laura Milstein, and I definitely know almost everything there is to know about technology. But But not always. Yeah, exactly. But even so, sometimes there are things we don't know. And so that's why each week we are talking to heavy hitters in the industry to help break down these topics. Laura, who are we talking to today? Today we are talking to Ashri Cohen. Ashri is an expert technologist in more languages, frameworks, architectures, and technologies than he cares to count. He's an ex-executive at multiple startups and an ex-founder of his own custom development shop. He is disrupting the popular thought that startups need a full-time CTO and could save on average $400,000 per year in direct technical leadership costs through the use of fractional CTO, which is his primary business. Ashri, welcome to the show. I feel welcome. (laughs) I hope you feel welcome. Wouldn't it be awful if you were like, I don't really want to be here. Yeah, it's over. We want to talk about CTOs, everything yeah. CTO. So uh, a few questions before we actually get into the life of a CTO, why you should or should not be a CTO. What's a fractional sh- CTO? Let's start right there. What is a fractional CTO? What do they do? What's the point? Tell us about that. Fractional CTO is exactly what a CTO does. Everything that a CTO would do, just two hours a day instead of eight hours a day of warming seats. Because let's be honest, full-time, you're not doing more than four real hours of work. And two of those hours is bullshit meetings, right? That's the reality. So we do literally everything that the client needs us to do, but they can't afford afford us full-time because full-time will cost half a million dollars. So you get us for a lot less because we do a lot less, a lot less time, but we do the same amount is produced in less time because we're just really good at what we do. That's the reality, right? No startup can hire a 20-year veteran. Just They just can't. That's the reality. So the fractional CTO comes in, very experienced, and and stays with them. And so they never feel lonely, Right. That's and it. How long how long are you there? Are you there for a month? Are you there for five years? So I'll be there between two, three months and six months, typically. But it can go for a year, 100%. And then what happens then? They hire you full-time or they hire someone? No, else? no, no. They, they do not hire me full-time. I will never work full-time for any employer ever again in my life. But, you know, I have too many horror stories. Oh, God, the horror stories. And you think you know horror stories? Nope. No, you don't. So after six months, I lurk around on on their Slack. I stick around on their Slack. Sometimes they ask me questions. Sometimes they don't on a very small retainer fee so that should they need my experience, great. Because because the reality is that I come in to be fired. That's That's my job. How many other jobs have you said, hey, what's your five-year trajectory? Mine is six months and get fired. That's it. So I have to do everything to get your team operating autonomously without the need for constant tech leadership only from time to time to tighten the bolts in six months. So right? I, I, can I jump in here? I have, I have some questions. 
So to me, the idea of it sounds great if you're the fractional CTO, but if it is my company, I hate the idea. I want a long-term growth plan. I want someone who's going to be with me from day one till the day I sell or never sell and just grow with me all along. So if I have a fractional CTO, I understand as a startup, you may that may be the only option that you can afford that still is giving you the background of a CTO. I grasp that part. But at some point, the fractional CTO drops off and then you hire a CTO. Companies can't not no, have a CTO. So what is... Okay, then tell me about so that. A couple of fallacies here. So companies can operate without a CTO. That is fine as long as they have a good base. That's the that's that's first first and foremost. Most of the companies that I have worked with in the past, all 48 of the, 48 of them at this point, do not have a full-time CTO. They do not need one. I came in, I did the technical leadership, the system design, I put everything in place, trained everybody, and now they're just operating. They don't need me. They need an engineering manager, which is what I'm bringing into a client now. They need someone to manage the tasks on a day-to-day. And then they confer back with me when, hey, Ashri, this is happening. And the client is paying much, much less for, for that after I'm done, right? After I'm done, let's say 90% of the work. Because 90% of the work of a CTO is going to be in the first six months of the business anyways. After that, it's operations. It's uh, what are the priorities for the day? You think I need to be there full time for this? No, absolutely not. And if your CTO, th- if you think your CTO has eight hours of work to do, uh, now it's probably all BS, right? Not that they're lying, but it's just bullshit work. Now, the other fallacy that that you brought up, Laura, is the CTO that stays with me until the day I sell. That does not exist. Most CTOs leave after two years, right? A good 60 to 80% of them. The rest will leave after three years. The reason why is because in the generations of a startup, specifically with startups, so in generations of a startup, right? I say generations and not years because they can evolve twice within a, a year. So generation one of the startup, the CTO needs to be an engineer. They need to code. They need to build. They need to debug. They're there 80, 80 to 90% of what they're doing is coding. And then they're working with a small team. That's the fun part of being the CTO. Oh, yeah. That's, that's all the fun part because you're doing all the fun stuff. Generation two, they become a manager. This deeply creative individual that you hired as a, your tech genius, because that's what they're looking in a CTO. They're looking to the tech genius, right? Now you're asking them to now manage because now they have a bigger team. They have a team of six, seven, eight, ten. 10. They can't be coding all day. They could still be coding here and there. Sure, because they're the boss and they can do whatever they want. But the reality, they need to now manage people, manage their careers, their, you know, human interactions in general, all that stuff. Generation three, they they have to become a leader. Now, you first of all, thrust them into management role that eh, probably they they didn't like because developers are creatives. We are creative people. We need to stay creative all the time. Otherwise, we're very sad. That's the reality, right? We need to be solving constant new problems. That's why most developers don't stick around for more than three years unless they've got stock options. Right. So, so does this model though only work for startups or is this something that no, you know, like- it works? I've had clients in the hundred million dollar a year range, and I've had clients in the hundred dollar a, a month range. Right. They that's that's the that's the reality. 
Yeah. So, but like, what about overarching priorities? You're like going into a company that's trying to, you know, migrate data from a from an on-prem instance to the cloud instance. Yeah. That's going to take time. I mean, I could easily see that taking a year, two years type of thing. Yeah, but the um, fractional CT is not doing that. That's the thing. They're not doing that. They're directing the operation. They are the they are the solution designer, the organizers, the planners, and the strategist. They do not go in. Touch, start touching keyboards, not in any way, shape, or form. That is not a CTO. That is someone with the title of a CTO, you know, but is doing the work. I want to ask then, so for a CTO, not a fractional CTO, just a CTO, you had mentioned earlier that you said, you know, basically not that they're doing nothing, but that they don't need to be there all the time. What does mm -hmm. a CTO do? Just not, a, again, just a general CTO. Maybe the company has been around for two years. They just hired a CTO. What is that role? So depends on the generation. So in gen first generation, they're coding all day long. That's it. They're coding all day long. Second generation, they're managing. Now they're managing people. They're hiring. They're building a team. They're figuring out team culture. They're working with product a lot to make sure that, that they're building the right thing. They act as the engineering manager, basically the line manager doling out tasks and whatnot, depending on the methodology they use. Then afterwards, they got to lead their generation. They have to lead. They have to say, okay, well, you know, now uh, I've got managers. So what's the overarching strategy? And, and how are we going to operate this techno technical organization? That's not a skill that everybody has. But don't you want, I know you have, obviously talking about generation one, two, and three. Don't you want somebody who can do all three things? Who can be- It doesn't exist. Through the life It does not exist. Why do you say that? It doesn't exist because the difference between a creative and a manager business type are polar opposites. Very few, I, it does exist. Very few people can do it. I can do it, right? Some CTOs can do it, but they've had, they've raised a ton of money and hired all the right people to help them. But it's a different brain structure thing to be developing all day long and then to be managing. It's not the same job. So it's... Even if you find a person who can do it, they may not be happy to do it. I'd well, very much rather put headphone on from, and code. From, from generation one to even generation two, sort of in that growth opportunity, wouldn't you want somebody who has been there since the beginning, who knows the pain points and the problems and kind of can no, speak because, to issues? Because I, another fallacy, right? Because the pain points differ. They're very different. The pain points you have when you have zero clients and the pain, the pain points you're going to have when you have a thousand clients Unless your CTO has actually worked in that environment, is they may not even know how to approach it. It's a growth thing. It's like sometimes the founder shouldn't even be the CEO anymore. And most of the time, the founders do hire a CEO eventually, right? Well, I guess that was going to be the next question is why are people then not vending at all the different executive positions like TFO well, they or, do. or CEO? They do. They do. Most companies will hire a fractional CMO for marketing because they need that person, right? They're not you know someone who says they're a CMO but living in their mother's basement, a fractional COO I've seen. They only they only need to be there to organize everything and define and keep the company ticking forward. CFO because listen finance right? How much do you need? But the reality is most companies have a, fra a fractional CFO. It's called their accounting firm. Fractional HR person. You hire fractional because you want a particular um, uh, skill set and level of experience that you cannot afford. 
otherwise. And you know that you don't want to give equity to someone in a startup to give equity when they're going to leave after two years, which is what happens. 50% will leave the first after the first year. They invested the 25%, they got a salary, nice, and they just took a little gamble on your tiny little business and it's cute. Maybe it'll pan out, but you'll never hear from them again. Yeah, but then again, why wouldn't you want to give equity to somebody who is a rock star, right? If you if you can keep them, why not? If try you to can keep find them? this rock star that will stay that long, I want to meet that person. Hmm. It doesn't happen often, not unless they're like best friends or their brothers or sisters or whatever it is, or their their family and they're okay growing together. You'll see that more often in a small business. I want to partner with someone, and great. But the technology field is so different. It, it evolves so quickly. And we still, they don't teach how to be a CTO in school. I know there's some schools about it, but that's cute. That's not really it. They don't that's teach cute. it. You know, it's yeah. true. There's no playbook, really. It, every problem is different because the circumstances that cause the problem are different all the time. So you need that level of experience that evolves. But again, I guess my question, though, is having somebody who has sort of a broad spectrum of knowledge would be helpful because, again, you don't know necessarily what you don't know, and the problems are going to change and going to evolve. What happens, and, though, if your CTO kind of comes in and out, you know, you bring in a CTO for six months, and then six months later, you bring in a new CTO who doesn't have that same background, doesn't really know what's there and all that. I, I For me, I just sort of feel like you're just creating new and different problems. It's It's a... Uh... It's designed to be a short-term solution. It does not replace the CTO, not in a startup, but it does give the, the founders a, a couple of minutes, not a couple of minutes, but a trial run before they do give that equity. How do you know what CTO you need? It's not your friend who, who wrote you know, some code on a napkin at the bar that one time, right? Because that's who they'll go for because they think it's a purely engineering role and they usually fall flat on their face. Even the great engineers are bad architects or bad planners. They're just good at a very unit level. So for startups particularly, they need the engineer and they need the leader all in one shot. So what I tell my clients, before you hire a CTO, you hire a fractional CTO, you get things done, you figure out who you are as a founder, you figure out how you operate, and then you hire that full-time. And I tell my clients, once you're done with me, I will find you my replacement. That's my favorite part of the job. I will find you someone who works like me, much harder than you think. But are you but, looking yeah. for another fractional CTO or are you looking no, for a full-time No, as a full-time CTO. Interesting. When okay. you are ready for full-time, I will hire and I will tell you right away because I won't be able to fulfill my duties. But most of the time in the fractional CTO world, I end up working less and less and less with each kind because they're operating autonomously at that point because I make teams that don't need a manager because the manager is not supposed to be in the middle. The manager is supposed to be at the top looking down, not from mm -hmm. a importance point of view, from a, I want to see how everybody's working to make sure nobody's bumping into each other. That's, that's who you actually need. Yeah. I want to ask on, uh, not on the company side, but in like in your role in your side of things, how do you find an opportunity how do you find your next position if you're a fractional CTO? You know, like if I was like, so, I decided that's what I'm going to yeah. do. Do you reach out to a recruiter and say, I want to be a fractional CTO? Nope. What is what is the, the process there? So I don't shut up on LinkedIn and I talk. And, and so all my clients came to me because they wanted me. 
He said, I want you. That's because I've created a level of trust. But otherwise, yeah, it's being in the startup world, like being in whatever world you want to be in. If you want early stage startups, you got to market yourself. You got to sell yourself. You got to always push it. It's a hustle. Not like in the point where you're going to work 18 hour days, right? But but that it's a hustle. That's what you got to do. So sometimes I'll have half a million or sometimes I'll have $3 million worth of opportunities on my pipeline. Right? And I'll just going through it shortly, slowly. So is it more now, than I'm, just now, cost savings? The whole thing, I guess? Is it more than just trying to save the company money and not paying a big beefy CTO salary? Is that yes. Anyway? It's, okay. it's, yeah, it's much more than that. But yeah. Can you kind it's, of can you elaborate? I guess what is it? What's what more to it are you thinking then? I mean, because I, I guess I come back to the should we just sort of outsource everything? So you only outsource the things that are not needed full time. That's it. When I sit with clients, I explain to them and and after I analyze how they actually operate and what they do and and so on and so forth, I'll realize whether they need a full time one or a fractional one. The ones who have their shit together, they understand product and whatnot, they need a fractional. They don't need someone to hold their hands. The ones who think that AI can be built off of an Excel sheet, you know, that's cute also. They they need they need a little bit more help, right? And no CTO will actually want to work for such people. Because here's the problem with finding a CTO, right? Depend depend no matter how much you pay. Either they're very young, right? Not a lot of experience, but they worked at one or two big companies. And then they say they're CTO. Not really. Okay. There's plenty of charlatans out there. Or you've got the rock star, absolute rock star, right? And you can pay them. But why the heck would they want to work for you? Why are you special? Everybody wants to hire a rock star. Nobody ever asks, does the rock star want to work for me? And that's one of the big things. They think they can get that individual who can do everything and they do exist, but very rare, very, very rare, right? But those people don't want to work for you once you know them. That's that's the reality. It's, uh, you know, startup land is a very, very weird place. I just, it's just so interesting to me. Again, this is so counter <laughs> to my mindset and, and on. So I'm just so... Uh, I've, I'm, I've I'm, spoken, <laughs> you know... Again, my I, I, background is, you know, I took a, I, I was a CTO at a company where we were a startup. And so we grew from five dudes in a basement. So it's just kind of interesting to sort of hear the evolution of this. Yeah. And so for me, I guess that that piece of it is why I'm so sort of passionate and kind of confused. I have, you know, so so I'm building a fractional CTO agency, right? Techno- technical, technical leadership as a service, effectively, right? And I have so many people who want to be a fractional CTO because they know that they barely 15% of their time is actually spent on the job that they're supposed to be doing because the company is just too small. So once you hire a manager or and even a VP of engineering, what else do you have to do? You don't need to be there anymore. You don't need someone with a C-level title, right? That's That's the thing. Fractional company. You know, no, but it's true. If you're smart... And so you hire all the right people with the right experience. Those are very expensive. You want to hire me? I'm going to charge you $500,000 for the year if you want me full-time dedicated to you. That's the reality. 
So what happens though if there's like a cyber attack or a breach or something along those lines where all of a sudden there's exposure and sometimes you want somebody who's got a big reputation who can calm the waters but if your CTO is either on call or isn't around what happens then Once you're once you get to that point you have a full timer because you've got enough business going on and you've got several levels of funding that they require a proper executive team So my sweet spot is 5 million to 100 million dollars in in recurring revenue annually If you if you fall between there, fantastic. But startups is fifty percent of my business. The other fifty percent is small businesses up to a hundred million dollars a year. They need a start a, a CTO who knows it all, right? But no one will work for them. No one will ever work for them because they don't need them full time because they'll be bored, right? Is this industry specific? No, nope. I I work in all fields. Hmm. All fields. So it's always different. So I have all of these full-time employees, not my employees, but these 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 CTOs right now, they're like I hate my job. I'm bored. So can I also consult? Yeah, sure. Come on board. They're still working. But they'll but they've but they're also fractionals. And they're allowed by contract and whatnot and it's fine, you know, their employer allows it. Right? And I'm they're working 2 hours a day and they're like, "Yeah, I can do this job 2 hours a day." It's like it's what is this? You know, it's not that complicated. So you have taught us too much today. I think both <laughs> Kevin and I are just learning over here in the background, confused and a little stressed, a little excited, a lot of emotions over here. Thank you so much for coming well. on today. All right. So Kevin, we just spoke with Ashri Cohen. What are your tech takeaways? I have a lot of feels about this one. This one was interesting to me because again, as I mentioned, this is my background, right? I was a CTO of two separate companies and I don't know if I agree. I feel like there are certainly industries where I could see this would make a lot of sense, but at the same time, I wonder if it's just I've been at the wrong type of companies or I've been at places where I could kind of drink the Kool-Aid and I wanted to be a part of it. For me, I think that's a big part of this, right? If you believe in the message and you believe in the company, I don't necessarily agree that to his statement where he's like nobody's going to want you type of thing. And so, I don't know, but at the same time, I'm fascinated this industry exists. I'm fascinated the idea of this. I certainly think you can, you know, there's I've been at places where like HR is part-time or I've been at places where it's been a transition from one CFO to another and so they brought in kind of a a temporary band-aid in the interim. And so I could definitely see that, but I do think there are roles that you're going to want full-time. There's just roles that you're going to, you know, need to be there, right? The CEO, you're not going to be able to do that with a part-time person. The C- the CTO is an interesting question in mind. I guess I never really considered it, but it- it's really something that I think is interesting. I think he definitely got very defensive and was very passionate about this, which I guess is obviously it's his background and all, but for me, like I said, it definitely I'm left with more questions than I think answers. What about you? What are your thoughts? Yeah, we always try to be non-biased and and keep our honest opinions. So, I'm sorry Ashri if if you're listening and really mad at Kevin, but you might get more mad at me because I too was struggling a bit. I think there are, let me start with some positives. I didn't know fractional CTOs existed and he did kind of sell me on. I was like, I should do that. That sounds great. It did sound really interesting. I didn't really understand the fact of saying that like basically CTOs don't do much. I think CTOs are pretty important. I think it's also well, yeah, unrealistic as it, it goes to the depends on the industry, right? In my mind, for sure. I felt like I was working my ass off at times. Like I <laughs> Kevin, this is not about you. No, I know that, but but, I, like, but in general, in general, 
it's it's more of saying like, you know, I work in cybersecurity. I think it's unrealistic to say a startup is not going to need cyber protection at that time. That to me, it's a false statement. If you're listening, we would love to hear what your thoughts are. I think he clearly has a talent. He clearly has a group of people that value what he does. And that's awesome. I was kind of hoping today's episode would be more of a general around CTOs. And I think this was more focused around startups than I was anticipating, which was also a little bit different. I think he, I mean, we know that he feels that he is good at what he does, which is awesome. I think you should come in with that confidence. I think you should know that you're great, but I don't think I know enough. I've never been a CTO like you have, Kevin, to be able to intelligently say he's right or he's wrong. I really just don't know that. So for me, it's a lot of just learning in general. I guess those are my negatives and positives. I don't really think they're too bad or too good. I'm not sure. I can yeah. see you want to say more, Kev. Go for and it. And again, from a cost efficiency standpoint, from a flexibility standpoint, I get it, right? That piece of it does make sense. Yeah, I don't know if I agree from an expertise standpoint, right? I feel like in my mind, that's where it kind of breaks down is you definitely want somebody who has the expertise, who's been there, right? You know, in yeah. my mind also like the strategic insight. I don't know if I necessarily agree with the statement where that's two different people. I think it can certainly be two different people and you might get benefits of having two different people. But I do think there are some that are going to overlap. And so I don't know. Uh, Like I said, I I agree with some of what he said and I get it to a certain degree for certain companies. But I think there's going to be other places where this doesn't really make sense to me. And so I don't know. I I also think it could make sense at the sale aspect. I could see it not at a startup when you're about to sell the company and you want to come in strong with a strong C-suite group. I could see it working there. I do agree with him on the fact that a lot of CTOs do turn over after two years or three years. So he made a lot of valid points. I just, he was really pushing himself on how good he is at this, which I have no doubt about it, but I'm curious about others. I'd almost like to talk to other fractional CTOs to get a variety of opinions on it since it's so new to us and something that yeah. we had not heard of before bringing him onto today's show. Yeah, if I, mean, you I, have more... I, I didn't even know this was a thing and I just looked it up and there's a whole bunch. There's a whole like, like uh, Google gave me a whole list of companies. Kevin's that, again, learning a lot, so, everyone. So fascinating. It totally is fascinating. For sure. It is. It is fascinating. If you would like to learn more about being a fractional CTO and you want us to do that research for you, please reach out to us. If you want to learn more about how you can hire Ashri or Kevin as a fractional CTO, because I think Kevin has a lot of feels there, I don't think I'm ready for it. But if you want to talk to us about fractional CTOs, regular CTOs, or anything in the tech field or anything in general, please reach out to us at contact at thattechpod.com. Head over to our website, www.thattechpod.com. Please enter your email to subscribe. We really appreciate growing and uh, having more followers. We want to say thank you to the almost 10,000 subscribers that we currently have. It's been an exciting year and we want to continue growing with you and everybody else involved. Please get some swag. Head over to linkedin.slash thattechpod. Anywhere that we may be on social media. And Kevin, is there anything else our listeners can do other than you know, re-listen to this episode and and figure out which one of us is the right one. Yeah, absolutely. People should go to wherever they get their pods and give us a five-star rating. Leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. And then just tell your friends. Anything you can do to help us get out there is always appreciated. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.